Welcome to episode 26 of Q the Duck Boats Pod. Q the Duck. Wow, I'm already, already messing up. Q the Duck Boats Podcast. Kevin, how are you feeling on this beautiful Friday afternoon? Um, you know, it's a little rough after a single day drinko. So, but we're surviving. What we're surviving, all right. Dogs already barking. Hot right. stuff. Can't speak. Dogs barking. Give me a famous number 26. You know, I'm going to have to go. With my boy Wade Boggs from the Red Sox. Wow. Going back. That's a good one. I'm going to go with the Martin St. Louis, now head coach of the Montreal Canadiens. And it seems, I mean, like I heard, I, I forgot who said it. I was listening to a bunch of podcasts this week, and they said that Martin St. Louis is the most loved coach for the team who finished in last place, as long as they can remember. But obviously he wasn't really the cause of that. And I think St. Louis is going to be a good coach over in Montreal, probably going to cause some problems, really activate um, Cole Caulfield. So, yeah, you know. But, hey, it's somber, right? The mood's not great right now. Our mood's not great for us as diehard Bruins fans. Um, the last two games have been a nightmare situation. We went down to Carolina, and you always want to get at least one. I I almost had a dumb level of confidence going in, and I really thought that the Bruins were going to be a different team against Carolina than they were in the regular season. I really expected some fireworks, and I thought we'd see Brad Marchand – explode back to the player that we all know he can be and that he really is but we haven't gotten any of that um we haven't got what we needed out of Marchand. we haven't got what we needed out of pasta the only two players i think on the whole bruins team who have really played two expectations is bergeron's played pretty good and i think taylor hall's played pretty good and i'm not just saying that because there are only goal scorers it's just like bergeron in the third period of the last game in game two was he was all over the ice. He was doing everything he fucking could to help them out. And it's just, it wasn't happening. And then Hall, I, I thought Hall stood out a lot, but I mean, he's a minus four. That might be the worst plus minus on the Bruins right now. And he has a goal. So it's, you know, things have just not been good. I don't know. How do you feel about it? No, I totally agree. Uh, you look back to game one and we started off nice in that first period. And then halfway through the second, and that's when Carolina things just started to kind of unravel. They got the lucky tip. No one's uh, clearing out the crease for Olmark. And you can put a lot on Olmark, but you can't because it's a team effort. You're allowing these guys to get into the dirty areas and allow them to work. And the Bruins are doing nothing about it. Grizzly, like we were talking about in the group chat with me, you, and Connor, and it's Grizzly just – he couldn't do anything. He couldn't move a guy. And yeah. it was awful, especially when they showed the replays. It's like, really? Come on. I'll let you keep going on that. But just to piggyback in there, Grizzlick, and I'm a big Matt Grizzlick fan, but through two games playing against Carolina, who's built themselves into a heavy team, he hasn't been great. He, he was better for sure um, last game. He was better for sure in game two. But they're like the first game it was he was getting pushed around and he had a terrible pinch, which you don't see at a Grizzly often. And I mean, it happens, but just he's having trouble with these bigger body guys, like guys like Feshnikov. It's just it's tough to move him off the puck. You know, it, it really is. And the Bruins defense just isn't holding up against those guys. 
And again, to piggyback off your other point, the Bruins have came out and played great first eight to 10 minutes of both games. But there's been a problem with this era of Bruins teams, I'd say from about 2018 to now, where if they don't score in that opening rush, if they don't produce anything, the second that they get a goal scored on them, the wind comes right out of the sails. It takes me to game seven in 2019 of the Stanley Cup final when the Bruins were dominant to start that game, dominant. And then the first goal went in and then the second goal went in and that was it. In that, in that kind of feeling, I haven't really busted out of my brain and it's kind of stayed there since that moment with this team that they need to score off that opening push. And I think that's why you're going to see some changes right now, right? With the lineup. Um, and I think Bruce is going to do everything he can to try to get something out of his top guys, obviously, because if Marshy and Pasta aren't producing, then the Bruins aren't going to win. But the thing that overall is driving me so crazy is like, yes, Carolina has good players. They have Ajo, they have Sveshnikov, they have these guys, but none of those guys are at the level of Marshawn or Pasta. They're simply not. So like our best players need to shine. Does their lineup have a little more depth? I guess so. It does in a way, but not really. I mean, like Charlie Coyle, what the fuck? Craig Smith, come on, buddy. Like, what are we doing? Trent Frederick just played himself out of the lineup. He's not even going to be in the lineup tonight. So it's this team has to wake up. And there's a part of me that really hopes they will. But I'm not as confident as I as I was going in, obviously, down 2 nothing. But this whole playoffs, as much as I tried to talk about how I thought the Bruins were going to win the Stanley Cup and how I loved the direction we were going in, I, at the same time, like, there's always been a little bit in the back of my mind that's like, does this team really have it? Did we do enough? And I don't know the answer to that question, but through two games, it's a resounding no. Obviously, I mean, it takes 16 games, 16 wins, not 16 games, more than that, 16 wins to win the Stanley Cup. The Bruins have had the opportunity to get two. They floundered on both those opportunities. If they don't win tonight, I think the series ends on Sunday. If they win tonight, I think we win on Sunday. This is the single most important game so far in the Bruins season. And if we make a playoff run, if we get through this squandered opportunity to start, you're going to hear me say that a lot more times because this is where the going gets tough. I'm going to the game on Sunday. I really hope I'm going there and it's two to one and I have my hopes are up, you know, but this Bruins team needs to figure it out. But the fact that we're even in this position against the Carolina Hurricanes and we're looking at the Boston Bruins and the flaws in this team who do you put more of the blame on? Do you take more of this and you say Bruce isn't getting the best out of his guys or that Sweeney hasn't built the best roster? Or do you think it's a little bit of both? I just, I'll just i give you my opinion after I hear yours. Yeah, so I'm going to definitely go with both because we've talked about this many times like with Cassidy. He inherited this team. You inherited excellent elite veteran players that were already producing, that they own the locker room. Bergeron is the leader of that locker room. You had Chara. You already had Marshan. You have Pasternak. You got McAvoy in, what, 2016, 2017. So it's like... Yeah, he had them all. Yeah, the core was there. So he came in and just... You've seen what he's been able to do with some of them. But then you also see, like, we talk about a lot. It's like the young guys. 
he's they hate Bruce. The young guys hate he, Bruce. He hasn't right. developed. So like, just to not to interrupt you because I know I said I was going to let you go, but who has Bruce developed? Nobody. And I just think everyone's like, oh, he's like he was coaching the P Bruins. He knows these guys. These are his guys. He's going to get the best out of them. They really weren't. They yeah. were already on the team, and they were already guys who were tracking to be studs. Right. Like Charlie McAvoy and David Pasternak, I really don't think are better players because of Bruce Cassidy. I think they were two purebred stallions that developed into their bodies and got and are, are not even in the prime of their careers yet. So yeah, they're they're great players, but who has Bruce developed? Who's the young guy that you can look and be like, wow, Bruce really developed them? Because when I look at Claude, Claude Julian, I can say, who did Claude Julian develop? Who did he fail with? You know, I, I think a guy like Sagan, he failed. And that's why we had to see Sagan leave. Um, but Brad Marchand developed by Claude Julian. Milan Lucic, a player who was developed by Claude Julian. Patrice Bergeron, very much so developed by Claude Julian. Those guys, I mean, th- those are major, major NHL stars that were developed by Claude. And I just don't know if you, there's been a young guy who's came up and really, you can look and say that Bruce Cassidy had a major part in their development. And, you know, we could be wrong on that because we're not in the locker room. It's just from our outside million mile away view of what's going on you know that's kind of how i that's how i look at it but what how do you on that yeah no i totally agree it's but a lot of it comes down to is like also how much has marshawn and bergeron been important to debrusque now you put debrusque on the top line he's playing with these guys where they're pushing him to do his best and he understands that there's that level of consist- consistency that you that is required every game to play with these guys they're Bergeron's a Hall of Famer. There's no doubt about it. So you're not going to come in and just half-ass it. You're going to come in here and give it all, and you're going to become a better player because of who you're playing with. So it's a give and take. And like you said, we've seen DeBrusque the second 20-goal season. They had some bad ones, and when he was bad, it's look at the way Cassidy handled it. And it's making the guy that has the potential to be a 20-goal scorer every year, and even 30 goals, and he wants out of here. And it's awful to see, but then a lot of it also is on Sweeney. Like, you knew Krejci wasn't coming back, and you did nothing about it. Now you know Bergeron's on the tail end of his career, and guess what? You're doing nothing about it. Like, Hollis has improved a lot, but he's still not a second-line center. And that's the thing, you didn't make any moves. We talked about, yes, we got Hampus Lindholm at the trade deadline, but you didn't bring anyone else in. And look at Andrew Kopp now. Look what he's doing for New York. He's helping New York lead that playoff push. You didn't really, JT Miller, you didn't go after him. Like, even though I know Vancouver did take him off, but there was just no try. There was no effort put in by Sweeney to. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's tough to say there's no effort. There was just no success. We, yeah, don't, no we success. really don't know what happened. There's no success. Yeah. And this is a what have you done for me lately league. It's a what have you done for me lately league. Right. I know. I, I, you always hear Sweeney's name involved in every major prospect, every major player. So saying that he didn't try, I think is a cop-out, but he didn't have success. It's that simple. I don't care. I don't care how much you try. You can try all day. You can yeah. try all day, but you have to have success. Exactly. And that's the thing, you know, you have your core and you need these pieces and you're doing nothing about it. And that's the thing. Instead you're getting bad contracts and now you're in a bad cap space. Where we have, we're projected at 4.4 million this off season. And that part of that money has to go to Patrice Bergeron. And so it's tough. You're not going to bring in a big, big name guy. No, I know. 4.4 unless you 
start trading people away. And so you could see probably trade try to trade forward, try to trade trade away Riley. There's a bunch of guys you try to trade away, but it's yeah. tough. I mean it's it's gonna be tough. I don't um we gotta hope that some of these prospects can make an impact on this team. Um if we're looking future and not right now, right? Fabian Lizell is absolutely dominating. What does he have? One goal and seven how many no way more than that. What does he have? Oh, no. Do you know and, right now? Yeah, so he is last time I checked in his first so he's he's won their first playoff series in six games and he had four goals and eleven assists. Including at a five assist night and a four assist night and a two goal night. So he's killing it. Like he's showing he has all the makings to be elite. And we've talked about the speed. Like comparison, it's just McDavid all the time. That's what he's being compared to. And if you watch this guy's highlights, his ability to calm down and just snipe or deke or anything, he can do it all. Or he knows, like he understands when to pass and hey, I could take the shot, it might go in, but I can just pass it, and it's going to be a goal. Like, he already has that mindset. So Yeah, I'm trying to see if I can find what his stats are right now, but I don't think I have the playoff one, so I'm not going to try. Yeah, and then, I mean, Johnny Beecher's looked pretty good down in Providence, so a guy who I think could make a push for a roster spot next year. So we're going to see how it goes. But if the, Bru- the Bruins have the making of the next core, obviously with two studs in the back end with Pasta. Marshad's still here. He's still going to be very good. So we have a lot of pieces to make things work. And I don't want to get too much in the offseason because if the Bruins lose the next two games, we're going to have a long summer to talk about all this stuff. You know what I mean? But I agree. Like, I, I think that Bruce hasn't done the best job getting the most out of these players. That I agree with 100%. Um, and I've heard a lot of things that a lot of guys in that locker room don't love Bruce and that his message is starting to be lost. I also think at the same time, like, Sweeney's the GM. And this team doesn't have – it's not as good as it could be. There are a lot of guys who would love to play in Boston. And there are a lot of players who would love to play with Patrice Bergeron. And I think that rolling out a team today that has no sick on the third line and a fourth line of Felino, Lazar, Wagner, and a third D pair that has Forbert and Clifton on it, is a little bit of disrespect towards Patrice Bergeron and everything he's done to Boston in his last years. It's this lineup is top heavy. It's really, I mean, again, like, especially I'll set up today, right. Where the perfection lines back and it's, it was two fucking, it's two games. Now we're going back to the perfection line. Yes, it is what it is, right. It's, it's happening. So. Yeah. It's interesting to see. Can they get going? It's, and there's one bit they haven't seen a lot of people, you know, just Facebook and stuff, people commenting. Do you think Marshan's hurt in some way, and that's yeah. why he's not playing the way he can? I mean, maybe. Like, I don't know. Like, I mean, I a lot of it could be mental, too. Marshawn hasn't looked the same since he came back from the suspension. He hasn't. So I just I, – I hope that at home tonight, the Guardian's going to be rocking. We know that. So I'm hoping it can help push this team forward because, God, do they need it. They need it so bad. It's so hard to be like excited. Like I was like dreading recording the podcast today, not because I didn't want to record because it's just like, I don't even want to think about how the Bruins have looked as like how the product has looked on the ice. So let's hope the changes in this lineup help. I mean, Swayman's in. Olmark played. Okay. We played bad in front of him, but he didn't make any timely saves. He didn't make any, Whoa, wow. Like, thanks for making a save there. Hopefully Swayman can. 
Yeah, the Bruins are minus 135 for tonight's game. Really? Yeah. So Vegas thinks they're going to get – I mean, yeah, I don't – I mean, I don't I hope they don't get swept. Tampa's minus 120 in Toronto. Not bad. Yeah. But – Tampa's minus 120 in Toronto. In Toronto? No, they're – No, they're back in Tampa. Yeah. Yeah, it's not bad. Um, I it just like I feel like all the series have been a battle so far, except for the Bruins and Colorado. That, yeah, that but that was a given. I mean, that was just that's, that's so bad. Was yeah, all, I said I said take the over last night. It was it was two nothing. Yeah, but uh, before we switch into that stuff, if Bruce was the go, say they get swept or they just lose it all in the first round, do you think Bruce has sealed his fate? In Boston? I do. Yeah. I mean, I, I hope so. I do. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. But I mean, like, you know, Connor always says to us, he thinks that Bruce is here as long as Bergeron. But I don't know. Like, I really don't know. If the team needs a change, Bergeron loved Chloe Julian. They made a change. Yeah. Who would you want to replace them? Or if they already sweet too? Or what if I could pick a guy who's currently not coaching to replace him as in charge of the Boston Bruins, it would be Rick Tockett. I think Rick Tockett's a guy who's proven he can be good with stars he can be good with teams that suck and he can make things work um and i think that he would be great in boston gotta remember rick tockett was a big part in crosby's early development he was like he's a guy who you know, did well over there he's a guy who went into arizona in a shit situation and he made a really good represent reputation for himself as a coach He was a hard-nosed very good player who played with stars. He played with Gretzky. He played with those guys. And I think he's a guy who knows the game really well. And I would love to see him in Boston. I know that Boston interviewed him in the offseason. Oh. Bruins interviewed him in the offseason for an assistant coaching position. I don't know what happened, but he, he's obviously not an assistant coach of the Bruins. But I don't think you interview Rick Tockett without thinking that he could be a possible future head coach of your team. <coughs> Mark Recchi's a free agent. I think Mark Recchi could be a good coach. I really do. I, things haven't worked out for him to this point in his, you know, small coaching career, but Recky's a guy I think that connects well. Obviously he's friends with Bergeron and Marshawn and really, I guess just them, the only guys left from that 2011 team. But I think that Recky would be a good guy to add to. I think that the Bruins need a, they need a change. Even if we get through the first round, right? Even if we come back and we win the first round, I don't see the Bruins winning the Stanley cup this year. I really don't. Like I've watched a bunch of playoff hockey right now and the Bruins aren't even fucking close to like one of the best teams. You know what I mean? Oh no, hundred percent. Like some of these teams are just showing how dominant they are. Like Colorado is just damn. Colorado is something. Like especially Kale McCarr, that dude is just unreal for being twenty three years old. Like it's insane. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Well, you know, we have McAvoy. We have got and, and McAvoy's played good so far. He he's trying to address some of the physicality issues with this team, but he can only do so much. The Stars' this team can only do so much, and they're going to need some help, right? So we're going to need a big game from Pasta and a big game from Marshawn, but not just them. DeBrus needs to play a little better. Coyle and Smith need to just show up. I think Chris Wagner, Chris Wagner's back in the lineup tonight. I think he's going to hit everything that moves. So that'll be that should add some sort of element to it. Yeah, he had like 15 hits in that <laughs> yeah. season finale. Well, he was insane. Yeah. So what do you think of the Lindholm hit? I think it sucked, but the more I watch it, the less I think it was that much of a suspendable hit. He left his feet, but not a, he left it in the follow-through, which it still, I mean, it sucks, but he 
Lindholm had his head down. He skated around the back of his net to make an outlet pass with his head down, and he got plowed over. It sucks. I think, I mean, it should have been a major penalty. I don't really know that it should have been suspension. Now that I've calmed down from the anger of it, I'm more annoyed in reality with the fact that Brad Marshawn got a $5,000 fine for slashing back their goalie than anything else. I, I, I mean, it was, a, it was a good hit. Blew him up. So, I just, you know what I mean? Yeah. No, I, I agree. The more you watch it, the more it's... But yeah, the heat of the moment, I was like, Jesus Christ. What the hell's going on here? Yeah. But yeah, you mentioned the suspension. So, both Forbert and Marshy, $5,000 fines. Which is like, that whole, like, 30 seconds was like a joke. Four guys in the penalty box. But it's like their goalie hit him first. It's like, yeah, Marchand hit him in the back a little, but it's not like he – Marchand could have decked him if he wanted to. But no, he's letting him know, hey, I'm here, buddy. What's up? And that's yeah. what Marchand does. It's Yeah, I think it's – I mean, I think it was bullshit. Fine, but whatever. The league's always against Marshawn. But, like, yeah, that's where it's tough. It's like, dude, like, Lindholm got his head taken off, and we're not throwing any fines there, but we're throwing a fine to Marshawn for slashing the goalie back. Again, Marshawn, don't, don't do that there. Let it go. Just let it go. You're, you're losing these games. You know what I mean? It's tough. Let's try to get positive. Let's look at game three tonight, right? What do the Bruins need to do differently? I think there's three keys to this game that they need to do differently. They need to get pucks in deep. They need to play physical. And they need to pepper this goaltender. And there's another one. Sorry. They need to crash the net four. Let's go pucks in deep. Hit them. Shoot. Play physical. Um. My keys to success. So is it the same? They third string goalie starting tonight? Yeah, I think so. Ronto was on the ice for morning skate, but I still think it's going to be the the third string guy. Okay. All right. Interesting. And that's like if you're starting a third string goalie in the playoffs, like you need to be able to beat a guy like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like (laughs) that's another problem. It's so frustrating. It's like, come on. They're down to the third goalie, and you can't score on the guy. <clears throat> it's bad. Things are not good. Things have been real bad. There, it's it's tough to like even like put it any other way. Things have been really bad. Like almost every other playoff series is tied. It's a battle, and the Bruins are just it's like oh my god, do something, show some life, and I think they will. I think tonight this Bruins team is going to play like their hair is on fire. They're going to be out there. They're going to be buzzing, and they're going to try to get the win. And if they don't, then I think it's probably the end of the season. I really do. Hey, is what is possible? <laughs> 26 of his 39 goals were at home this season. It's like some insane stat like that. So I did not hope, know that. Yeah. So you hope that it's coming. It's coming. He's going to come out and get a hat trick maybe. You never know. At least two. But it's going to find him on the power play. That's the biggest thing. It's like. Let them just take those rockets. And you watch a lot of those shots. Like, there was some close, like, when Hall hit the net. Eh, not the net, but he hit the pipe. Yeah, it's like, he hit the crossbar. I mean, he hit the pipe twice, back-to-back games. Yeah. Taylor Hall's played pretty good. But everyone I mean, else just seems they're putting it right into the chest of the goalie. It's just. Yeah. They're easy saves. It's they not really like we're getting robbed. But like, there was times we did get robbed. It, like, you know, playoff hockey is is very much momentum-based. So if the Bruins can get an early lead tonight, the Garden should propel them to a win. And then momentum's all on their side. Then it's are coming out in a matinee, which the Bruins are very good in big game matinees. Come out in a matinee. I'll be in the building, which means, you know, 
they'll probably win for me because they, they want to do that for me. We all know it on Sunday. And then it's 2-2. Then it's tied up. Then you're going home for game. You're going <coughs> back to Carolina. You steal one in Carolina. I think the series ends in six. It's like it's crazy as much as I mean, I know I'm insane to think that way or we're down to nothing. But really, this game is the pivot game. It's, it's that simple. Like it's, it's either you – there's blood in the water right now. You're either bandaging it up tonight or you're letting the Sharks eat. Right. That's that's we saw it at the end of the game, that brawl broke out. It's, it's going to be a very physical game today. It is. So, so you don't have Boston. But so, Mike Riley can go out and he can move the puck well. And as long as he just doesn't, doesn't get a high get, sticking penalty. Yeah, and doesn't get too much in Charlie's way. It's okay. <laughs> we need more. I'm more worried about Grizzly Carlo than Lindholm right now. Like, I think Lindholm should hopefully come back. I haven't really heard much about it, but um, we really need we need Carlo and Grizzly to figure it out and play a good game. We do. I, I mean, it's tough to like. It's I know this has been kind of a quick one, but like, what more is there to say about the Bruins other than they've played like shit? And if they want <coughs> the season you to know, keep going, you know there, buddy. yeah, I forgot to fill up my water and I'm just talk too much. <coughs> If the Bruins can't figure it out, season's going to end this weekend. And then we wasted 82 games of time watching a Bruins team that didn't spend all the way to the cap, made a big move at the trade deadline, but not for a forward where we glaringly needed a forward, and failed. If this Bruins team doesn't make it to the second round of the playoffs, it's a failure. It's that simple. Yeah. So we're going to have to wait and see. That's the basic thing. We never thought this was going to be – we're sweeping. We always thought this would be a six- or seven-game series. Yeah, so no, of course. So if we got our losses out of the way early, then that's how it went. But before we get into a couple more things, before we wrap this up, I do want to give a couple – I want you to give a couple bets because playoff betting's fun. Um, I do just have it a quick be. word from our show sponsor and friends of Inside the Rink, BetUS. BetUS has your NHL, NBA, UFC. Big UFC fight coming up, right? Colby Covington? Oh, no. No, it's not. No, it's uh, – Gahey, I think, is fighting somebody. I think there's a big fight coming up. PGA and, yes, NFL betting lines for their 27th year of live betting. Sign up for BETUS.com. Promo code RINK for a 125% sign-up bonus. Again, use promo code RINK for your 125% sign-up bonus. You bet, you win, you get paid. BETUS.com. So, Kev, do you have any bets for us? Any little playoff plays? Anything? Anything? Anything for us? Do you have any winners? Have you been winning lately? Have you been betting? Have you been betting? Have you been betting? Did your mic shut off? Did something go wrong? Kevin. Kevin. I'll give you one. I think the Bruins are almost a guarantee, a guarantee to win tonight. I really do. I think the Bruins are going to come out and they're going to win this game. Bruins are what? Minus 135? 135? Yeah. I'd put two units in the rooms to win tonight. That's my two pick. Units? Give us some bets. Mm, Give us some bets. I Kevin. was thinking I personally I do a lightning blues parlay. Lightning are minus one twenty, blues are one thir- minus one thirty. Blues are going back to St. Louis. And Minnesota hasn't been able to win in St. Louis. So especially for that first game. It was that series is so weird because you look at it, St. Louis opened up one four nothing. Then game two, so it was. Then Minnesota comes back. They win six two. Kirill the thrill has a hat trick. 
Like, so he goes off. So when your star players are going, you're going to win. But I think Lightning, they they took one to the chin in game one against Toronto, and then they looked like the Lightning in game two. And like we said, bolts in five. So ride the bolts. Ride the bolts. Ride the bolts. I like that. I like ride the bolts. I think the bolts do do get the win going back home to Tampa. So I agree with that one. So do you have you have bolts in Minnesota? No, Bolts in St. Louis. Oh, Bolts in St. Louis. Uh, it shows how good I'm paying attention today. St. Louis back in St. Louis. I'll take it. Yeah, Blues. Blues are pretty good. Both those teams are pretty good. So we'll see. But yeah, um, you parlaying them or just going straight up? You could parlay them. Well, I'd put. I'd go Tampa separate. You can do a couple bets. Do either. I'd parlay the two and then maybe do a separate <laughs> Lightning one. Just you know, minus one twenty. Not bad return. No, not at all. That's who you're getting in playoff series anyway. You're not getting like big Jews anywhere. Oh yeah. Well, the Nashville probably. <laughs> What's Nashville at right now? Um, well, yesterday, yesterday the Avs were minus three fifty. Yeah, so not what much there. The stars, the stars pulling one out. I in know. Calgary, two I know. nothing. Two nothing. Didn't that's the thing. That. You look at it in two games. There's only been three goals scored. I know. Calgary's offense is not there. It will be. I there. I know they're another team like the Leafs, where they just they've had so many falters with this group. It's like it's, it's like in their head. Yeah, it's like their top line. They got it done game one. They got the one nothing. But that's the thing. It's you can only put so much on your goalie, and that's what it's gonna come down to. It's, you need when you have a team like the the Flames, like when you, have what, you need to score goals. Three forty goal scores, like yeah, on score. the same line. It's and then a couple of thirties. It's, Where's the chuck? Come on, Maddie. Come on. Johnny yeah. Hockey. I know. Still get going. That wraps up this week's episode. I'm hoping next week's episode we're happy and everything's going good and we're having a great time because the Bruins have turned it around. If not, then that kicks off our start of our summer series and we're actively working on trying to get some cool interviews set up so that we can have a nice summer interview series. So we have some big things coming from the Duck Boats very soon. And uh, go Bruins. Let's go, Bees. Get it done. Pucks in deep. Shoot. Hit him. Shoot. Hit him. Hit him. The basic.